On these cards are a list of topics. I will give a topic to each rookie. They will have 30 seconds to speak upon this topic. You will judge them on originality and creativity. And remember, it's not a popularity contest. It's all about who's creative and who stays on topic. Are you ready? The future is now. Welcome to another episode of Half K NXT. This is your boy, Notorious Nando, along with Larry Knight. I wish I may. I wish I might. Is, it, is that a fairy tale that we're going to get to? Or? Yeah, ain't that like, I wish I may, I wish I might. Oh, light, yeah. Light, light bright? Light bright, that's right. No, light bright was a... Nah, you know what? We, we messed this up. <laughs> it's all right. Anyway... You will enjoy this fairy tale of ours in uh, in episode eight. Um, nice. See, I you know we try to work on transitions here when we can. <laughs> Thanks again for checking us out. This is episode eight. In case if you are a first time listener, you can always go back and check out our archives. It's not too late to catch up. We're obviously only on episode eight, so we have the first seven episodes up online on our Podbean, and we also have them on YouTube. So yeah, feel free to uh, subscribe there and uh, check us out. Feel free to also send us some uh, mail questions. Uh, we also have a AMA on our Instagram stories, so feel free to ask us any questions. I'll actually read out a question. I forgot to uh, pull it out on the last episode, but uh, I, I thought this one was pretty interesting. This one is from Brian in Daily City. Nice. Would you say, he, he's, he's asking us, which pro and rookie team would you switch out for another person on the roster? I'm, I'm going to guess he means like the, the roster at that point during uh, 2010. And uh, yeah, I am not going to go with what I'm currently looking at on Wikipedia <laughs> because it won't make any sense to have Switchblade Jay White teaming with anybody in WWE in 2010. As his career didn't start until 2013. Oh my! Really? He's a he's a baby then. Mm-hmm. He's a very youngster, and he's only 26. He's born in '92. Yeah, I, I could have said that. Like he could have even been a rookie, but he wasn't even doing it back. Then. Nah, bro. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's see. I will swap out. <laughs> I would for sure swap out Michael Tarver uh-huh. from being a rookie. Yeah. And probably throw in somebody like who was really cool in 2010 that could have been interesting instead of Michael Tarver. Yeah, I probably would have went with uh, no, not Byron Saxon at that time. He was he was there for yeah, sure. He would have been too. Him and uh, what's his name would have been too similar. Um, Darren Young would have been too similar. Mm-hmm. They both kind of got like a bland, straightforward looking face. Yeah. Um, you know what? I would have loved to see Willie Mack there at this time. Oh, so okay. I would switched out. It hit me. I just got. It. I would have switched out Michael Tarver for Willie Mack, uh-huh. and then his pro instead of who was Michael Tarver's pro? Uh, Carly, Car- uh, Carlito, yeah. 
Yeah, nah, that wouldn't have been cool because they would have been too like too mellow and laid out, laid back together. So uh, I yeah, really yeah. wouldn't have wanted wanted that. Yeah. So I guess somebody really opposite to Willie Mac should yeah. have been like, um, um, let's see. You know what? I probably would have went with somebody kind of fun like Big Show. Oh, okay. Because then that way you could have had like a little in rivalry between. Because what it was, what show me is at the time, yeah, 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 that would have been pretty oh, cool that to have been. them yeah. kind of being tag team champions together, but yeah. splitting that up to where they're almost kind of competing against each other. Then, like, they have like these rookies that are really different, too, yeah. So, that probably would have been tight, yeah. I would have did Willie Mack and the big show, nice for me. I think I would have gone with, yeah, probably the same thing of replacing Carlito and Tarver, and I would have gone with the same thing as you were like. Uh, I would have gone with John Morrison as a pro. That way, like, uh, you know, since he's going against the Miz, kind of creating that same dynamic. Mm -hmm. And then so it would be John Morrison, and I think he was there at the time, uh, Dean Ambrose. Like, that would have been a pretty cool dynamic because one's, like, the Hollywood, but, like, not Hollywood as in the Miz, but more of, like, that. Yeah, just pretty, like, Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, you have, like, crazy Dean Ambrose. Would he have even been Dean Ambrose or would he have been like John Moxley? It, I mean, he was going by Moxley in FCW, but it, <laughs> it's hard to tell, like, yeah, if he would have been... I think he probably would have been Moxley and then, depending on, like, how they wanted to go with him, then eventually he would become Ambrose on uh, on the main product once the whole Shield thing happened. True, yeah, yeah. yeah. That would make sense. But yeah, I think those are... I, I like your answer, too. I, I think the big show... And Willie Mack would have been really cool. Like, Hilarious. Yeah. Nice. Well, yeah. Again, uh, if you want to send us any of your questions similar to that, uh, feel free to email us at halfkmail at gmail.com. Or you can uh, fill out a question in any of our AMA uh, Instagram stories as well. So, and then uh, if you want to reach Mike Jones, you can call him at 281-330-8004. Nice. All righty. So let's, let's get this show on the road. This is NXT number eight on the WWE Network. The date is April 13th, 2010 at the O2 Arena. This is... NXT's first time in London, England. So the first outside of uh, outside of the States show. I'll kind of go ahead in the, the story where like they do kind of bring this up. And uh, I think it was pretty cool how they made a big deal of the WWE being like an international uh, company versus it just only being in the States. Nice. Cole kind of brings this up uh, later on, but I'll, I'll rephrase it when we, we, when we get to that point. Okay. But I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. So first international show, you can kind of tell based on like the crowd, like it's always when they go to Canada or uh, the UK and more recently now with uh, Australia, where like you can tell like that crowd is super hungry and super into like the product. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Because it's like, you know, they really don't. It's kind of like there was a a moment in time where it seemed like they just really wouldn't come to the Bay area either. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Like, and then, so whenever they came back, we'd go like absolutely insane. Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of similar, but imagine that's totally different. Cause then it's like, all right, look, they're from a totally different country. Yeah. Yeah. So now when they get in, it's like extra excited. Like, yeah, finally. Cause they probably only come there like every so often, maybe not even like once a year or sometimes. Yeah. I think the, uh, 
like the Japanese shows or the ones, yeah, like in Australia, like they, I think the one that they recently had last year, they had mentioned like they haven't gone there in X amount of years for mm. that, that showdown uh, special that they had. So it's pretty crazy. So uh, the first, the first thing that we have is we have like a mini recap, recapping the, uh, the pros bowl. They go over the first challenge from last week, with the, the keg challenge. And they, uh, recap the main event between Slater and Kane as always like the production crew always does like an amazing, amazing job of like not only recapping you like what happened last week, but what's been going on these previous weeks. I know it was like when you looked at the Heath Slater and Kane one, it was like, Oh man, it was so dramatic. Yeah. So the way that I summed it up, it was like, it was a nice recap of taking a look back at Heath Slater's Herculean effort at toppling the big red monster Kane. Cause they made it seem extra dramatic and I loved it. Yeah. Like it's uh it's world class the way they edit it where like I think the match was only under five minutes and they made it seem like it was like a real like ten to fifteen minute barn burner, you know. You know, the um the recap was almost as long as the match, so oh yeah. They really didn't edit much. <laughs> they kinda just like cleaned up the dead areas and just showed the whole match almost. Yeah, yeah. That's true. So then the first segment here is the talk to talk challenge. I think what I call it, what I nicknamed it is promo class 101. Nice. Because <laughs> uh, that's kind of like what they kind of do for the most part mm-hmm. when you uh, kind of go into like a wrestling academy or like a training class. Striker was already in the ring and he introduces the rookies. Same order that they came in last week where it was from uh, bottom to top. So I'll just do a quick recap here. I graded each one as well, too. So if you want to give like a little recap of every one, I'll give you what. Great, I gave you guys. Awesome. All right, let's do this. So uh, Young came in in uh, eighth place. So mm-hmm. what do you what do you got for that guy? I actually I gave Young an A uh-huh. for his promo because um, he went the smart easy route of just getting some heat on himself. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, that's smart. It kind of showed where his alignment was supposed to kind of fall as well, kind of being a heel. So I like that how he kind of this direction and went straight for it and it mm-hmm. got him the easy reaction because if that's what you were going for he got the reaction and he got it fast yeah i agree because he uh he was he he was making fun of like the uk i think with like so his topic was uh toothpaste i think or, mm-hmm. yeah so i think yeah he did a good job there like how you mentioned of just like getting that heat i i mean he's supposed to be a face for the most mm-hmm. part but i do like Kind of how I mentioned where, like, Stryker made a good point of saying that this will help you be connected with the WWE universe on, mm-hmm. like, a global level yeah. as opposed to just being, like, stateside. So it was kind of interesting because because of that same factors of, like, Gabriel and who else is a face? Uh, Gabriel and Daniel Bryan. They would get, like, insanely cheered in the States. Mm-hmm. But over here, like, they weren't getting the same reaction or, you know the crowd wasn't fully behind him compared to like the people were in the States. And then of course, like Barrett was getting over. Cause yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. Cause it was like, since it wasn't in the States yeah, and they gave them topics. So it's not like you kind of go, like you went up there and like freestyled it. So yeah. like they gave him a topic and they spoke about the topic, but seeing as you were in a different country, the things you said may not have really translated well. Cause it's not like the same 
you know, like maybe the same humor or anything like that. So like some of these dudes probably would have got cheered. Yeah. But since they were in a different country, it was like a whole different, almost vernacular. So it was like, mm, you know, we don't really get down like that. So, um, you know, for young, I thought it was smart for him to go with like, since he got toothpaste. All right. Yeah. Let me just go straight to saying how like they have bad teeth. Yeah. Genius. Yeah. It was like right there on the spot. Man, you know, I don't even know if it was really on the spot, but it came off as like a very smart thing on the spot to go with. Yeah. I, I think, kind of like what i brought up last week i think i heard a uh an interview with barrett or daniel bryan saying like these were uh actual like legit like kind of on the spot questions mm. so they really did have to like respond to uh the topics that they were giving on the spot so i think you're right i think i did kind of notice they were like they they were kind of thrown off guard and like they were really trying mm. so mm-hmm. so it was literally like doing a, a live like 101 promo class and they had to like really like showcase what they were doing so oh yeah i I really liked it i was like you know what this seems like it's off the top of their head yeah yeah wow i like it okay darren your topic toothpaste (laughs) go well toothpaste i don't want to be rude or anything but toothpaste is something that a lot of people here don't use i'm sorry i'm sorry (laughs) what i'm sorry that's pg right (laughs) If there's a place that I would much rather not be, it's definitely right here. I'm sorry. Skip. I'm done. I'm done. You guys realize our fans are voting, right? So then in seventh place, we have uh, Tarver. And uh, I forget. Let me let me look at my notes. I'm trying to remember what topic they, they had given him. So Tarver gets the topic of Itchy. What did you think of his... Uh, Lack of promo, I would say. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Like, yeah. Because didn't he just not say anything? Yeah, yeah. He didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, they just, he just wasn't ready, man. So I gave him a solid F. <laughs> that was the solidest grade that I was most concise about in my mind. So he just, I wasn't with it. I agree that it. he was trying to stand out a bit more by not saying anything compared to like following the rules. And I think that's his gimmick now of like being the anti like person of like doing these challenges. Mm -hmm. So in a way it was, it was different, but it wasn't like he was doing himself any favors with the crowd because it kind of shows like he's really not trying, especially since he's like in seventh place at this point. So his topic was itchy, itchy. Yeah. And you know, I'm still going to give him an F Yeah, yeah, yeah. because he didn't try. Yeah. I really wouldn't know what to say at that point I, right then and there either, unless I was just going to start rambling until something started to make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, granted, like, if this was actually legit, then I would be on the same boat. So I, I can't fault him for doing stuff like that. So maybe by going that route, it made sense for him just to be more silent and not play along. But yeah, I think the topic in general was kind of hard. So <laughs> I'll give him that. He could have been extra corny and just said, like, and I'm Michael Tarver. I'm the itch you can't scratch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then said nothing right after that. Yeah. And just let people wonder, like, what? You know, that makes sense, but it's stupid. It's stupid, yeah. But at least he was on topic. But it's kind of weird overall how they, they kind of did this. Like, Also, like uh, I'll mention that at the beginning, Stryker says that he was going to give everybody a, uh, a topic to go over. And uh, based on, like, he said the crowd was going to help him determine who the winner was. And based on, like, the rules, <laughs> he technically says, 
if you like someone, like make some noise. If you don't like someone, don't don't make any noise. <laughs> so in a way, Tarver did get a reaction because he, to me, he got the most booze out of everyone based on what he did. You know, I was thinking about that when I was going over my scores. So I was like, man, you know what? Because since I gave Young an A for going the easy route with Heat or family action and stuff like that, yeah, Tarver technically got some of the most you know reaction yeah, by yeah, not yeah. saying nothing. Yeah, but still. I know in my heart of hearts that it wasn't intentional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got stumped, he froze, and he decided not to say nothing. Though it was smart, I don't think he had the wherewithal to do that intentionally to get the heat that he got. Yeah, yeah. It was like a happy coincidence, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I think that's how I saw it, too. And especially, like, it kind of worked in his favor because he had, like, the mask thing over. Mm -hmm. So it just made him look like he was just being defiant, but... I think it was just like a happy accident. Mm -hmm. You know what? It could have even been intentional because they could have been like, you know what, Mike, when you go out there for his first part. Yeah. We don't, regardless of what topic is thrown at you, just don't say anything. Yeah. 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 So they could have did it like that, but I don't like it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. And then uh, in sixth place, we had uh, Skip and his topic was rainbows. What, What did you put for this? I gave Skip a C plus. Okay. Because... He did not say anything yeah. about rainbows, but he got the crowd pretty hyped up. Yeah. So I was like, I was about to type like, ooh, like B, because he was getting the crowd hyped up. I went back and stepped back down because I said, you know what? He just didn't say anything about rainbows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I had the same thing of like, I, I like the intensity because like the crowd was re- pretty much really behind him other than like Barrett later on. And he, he got the most over with like a, I, I gave him more props just because like he was trying to get something over with his own catchphrase that mm-hmm. no one really was too used to I would say Mm-mm. so it was kind of impressive like that the crowd actually like you know fed into like what he was saying and uh, got the reaction that he did so it was it's pretty cool I, I I'll give him his props there and mm-hmm. he seemed like he was actually having fun doing it so oh yeah good energy zero direction yeah skip your topic. Rainbows, go! Let's do this right! Howdy, 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 London! If you good people want to kick it up a rep and put some pep in your step, can I hear y'all say, yep, yep, yep! Yep, yep, yep! Yep, yep, yep! Matt Stryker, what it do? Um, he didn't stay on topic, obviously. He didn't even say rainbows. No, never mentioned it. And then in fifth place, we have Otunga, and his topic was sleep. What, uh, what, uh, what did you give him here? All right, so I gave him a B plus. Yeah. Because I liked what he was saying. I just didn't like how lazy his body language was. Mm. But now in retrospect, Something that I know was not intentional. Yeah. If you're going to give me the topic of sleep. Yeah. And in my body language is lazy. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know it wasn't intentional. Yeah. But I really liked what he was saying. I thought it was like, he, uh, you know, it was really clever. Mm-hmm. I could have swore he was saying something about like, you know, not being slept on. Yeah, yeah. So like that was clever to go that way. But it's like, if you're going to come off uh flashy and kind of arrogant 
your body language, I think, should reflect that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But his body language reflected the topic. But those two things don't make any sense when you put them together. That's true. But I liked what he was saying, so I gave him a B plus. I I think it's like the the thing of like it's a topic, but then if if is the topic also your your mood and character that you have to play along mm-hmm. too. So yeah, it was kind of tricky on like how they were supposed to approach it. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I liked it too because he was kind of saying something like, "Oh yeah, if uh, if if I have a body like this, I'm not getting any sleep because like I'm like." working on my body mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I, I like that part. So it was clever. Yeah. It was yeah. very clever for him to go that way and say that. And you, it really seemed like he came, came on the spot with it. Like, I don't know if maybe they told him what the topics were before they went out there. Yeah. Yeah. And then they had to kind of make it up right there without little time to prepare. Yeah. Or if he just did that right there on the spot. So I liked that. Yeah. But it was just something about his presentation. Mm-hmm. I just didn't like right there. And you know, he does wear Tear away jeans. Yeah. <laughs> so you never know when those things are just going to rip off. You're just like, oh, man. <laughs> cool. So from there, we had uh, we had Slater. Slater had the topic of cereal. And this was kind of cool because, like, this is kind of what we were saying. Like, normally in the States, Slater and Gabriel would be getting, like, good crowd reactions based on, like, their performances so far. But here in the UK, they were, like, booing him like right away as soon as like he started the topic about cereal yeah because it's like you know I'm, I'm pretty sure they got all the same cereals but we don't know if those are the popular cereals so yeah, the cereals yeah. that he's talking about may have worked in america like oh yeah i love that stuff yeah but if you do it over there i don't know if they have that once yeah maybe he didn't know either so they're just you know it, they just weren't feeling it yeah yeah so i gave him a d yeah him a D. okay mm-hmm. that makes sense because he was trying at the beginning but he did also kind of give up midway through because i think he was thrown off by the reaction of the crowd mm-hmm. that and in a way it's good because like you won't always be cheered for like even if you are a face so mm-hmm. yeah it was a nice wake-up call for him mm-hmm. yeah i thought it was i thought it was pretty good too gabriel is next and man do i <laughs> i i i wanted to bring this up in the last episode <laughs> based on like the uh the promo that he was with hardy and jericho and I just feel so bad for him because, like, we were saying, like, how good this guy is with, like, his offense, his strikes, and in general just being in the ring. But this is pretty much his, like, kryptonite is, uh, the like, being on the mic in general. So mm-hmm. I, I felt so bad for him. He he had, uh, what was this topic? His topic was uh, flowers, flowers. That's mm-hmm. what it And, yeah, even with that topic, like, I just felt bad for him. It's just like... What, what did you have here? I gave him a C because it was a difficult topic. Yeah. And then, you know, I gave him a little padding because I know speaking for him like that is difficult. So it's like, you don't give him a difficult topic when already it's kind of hard for him to kind of say exactly. Yeah. It's like, mm. all right, I guess he tried. It didn't really make no sense, but he tried. So he, I, I'll give him that. Yeah. He, he kind of like put the mic down at the last like five seconds because mm-hmm. I think he was just so. He wasn't with it. Yeah. I, I, it's one of those things where like, you know, like, they really were kind of throwing him out there. So for him to like see how he reacted to it, like it, it was hard because I mean, I've been to that. I've mm-hmm. been there plenty of times in that situation where like you are put on the spot, whether it be like a presentation or just like a group social setting. And then they, all the spotlight is suddenly on the, on you when you aren't really too confident or too sure of what you're talking about. So I definitely have been there. So I definitely was like, Oh, it's, cr- it's cringy. Like watching 
what what he was going through. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, like watching him go through that, and then I like, try to think about like what you would say at that time. But it's like you know, it's totally different because I'm right here sitting in the comfort of my home. Yeah, like, y'all, I, I probably would have said this. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I wouldn't. I would have sat there. I'd probably stared at the first person that caught my eye in the crowd. Yeah, and just dazed off or started rambling until something caught my mind. Yeah, to go off on a tangent joint because that's usually what I do anyway. Yeah. Uh, from there we had uh, Barrett, who's in second place. He had, I'm trying to make sure I don't watch this saying. He had Blase. Ah, uh, yeah. You know what? I didn't even know that man. Yeah, yeah. So I think they were probably also doing the opposite. Where like they probably knew how well of a a talker Barrett was already. So maybe they were trying to like throw him off and like just giving him a a word that you know would try to hopefully throw him off, but. Even with that, like, and plus he had already the advantage of being in his hometown, so I think that's why they they were trying to make it a little bit more difficult for him. But he still he still did really well. Even say if he wasn't even in the UK, I think like I don't remember exactly his his answers, but the way he had delivered it like was still like really well. You know what I mean? I am wondering where that word is most. I just looked it up again. Uh-huh. Unimpressed. Or indifferent to something because one has experienced or seen it so often before. Oh, okay. So I'm wondering if that's a word that's commonly popular in the UK. Yeah. Because oh, if okay. it is, it's an advantage because it, it allows him to pander to the crowd because they all probably know what it means. Yeah, off yeah. The, you know, freshly off the top of that. I'm not saying people in America don't know what that means, but I don't think it's a word that's commonly used. Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't really describe things as being blasé. Yeah. Or like, or a person, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I'm blasé to that. Like, you, you hear it sometimes in a song. Like, I've heard it in a song. Like, somebody said, Blase, Blase. Yeah. I don't even know what song that was, but I know I heard it. Yeah. I didn't even know what it meant, but I know it's not a commonly used word in America. Maybe it isn't out there. So, like, that was kind of maybe when they told him backstage, like, hey, yeah, this is going to be a word. He gives him a chance, like, oh, okay, I know everybody in the crowd is going to know what I mean if I talk about it like this. Because mm-hmm. I know he did say, I think he said something like, there's nothing Blase about. Oh yeah, you're right. It. Yeah. So it's like, all right. So I had to. I read between the lines of the context when he's using it. So I was like, all right, that works. But maybe you know that's just not a common word for everybody. Because that is pretty random. Like, when was the last time you heard the word blase? Never. <laughs> probably. I'm on the same boat as you, where I probably had heard it before, and just like a brief, like maybe in like a book that we were reading in class or something. But actively using the word, you're, yeah, you're right. Like I haven't used it in a while. I think it would. Kind of like how you were saying, like, it's kind of like us. We use different words like, oh, that's fresh. Like, probably they don't like, mm-hmm. they probably know what the word is, of course, but they don't use it in like a regular context of. Uh, yeah, because like I'm looking at synonyms, and, you know, indifferent to, nonchalant about. Like nonchalant is a word that everybody knows, but not everybody uses it normally. Yeah. Like, I only really know nonchalant. From wrestling, to be perfectly honest, mm-hmm. when somebody lackadaisically paint, pins somebody, it's like, oh, that was a nonchalant cover. Yeah. I know that word because of that. Blase <laughs> is not used normally. I will stick to my guns with that. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, so we went in the opposite order, but Daniel Bryan technically went first, but Daniel Bryan is also in first place. That's because when you're first, yeah. or either you're first or you're last. last. <laughs> and you know what's the best part about that? Uh-huh. I gave him an F, so he was first. And less. <laughs> yeah, so Daniel Bryan had uh, Passion, which was the, probably the easiest one that you could have done, like, any promo with. So either he 
was just trolling us and just didn't want to like participate or he uh he also froze and was just kind of like saying everything on the top of his head because i think he was just like froze and then just said like oh i love england and just like trying to get behind the crowd and no one was feeling it you know i think i'm wondering because i'm like all right did they give him that thinking that he was gonna nail it yeah or did they give him that and tell him not to nail it. Yeah, yeah. Like, because that was such a gimme for somebody like him. It's like, all right, this is a wrestling competition. Yeah. You're a wrestler's wrestler. You should be passionate about wrestling. I was like, all right, definitely. Nailed it. You got this. Or they gave it to him backstage. He went out there, and as he was walking up there, he was gonna. He was trying to be funny. Yeah. Because he mentioned, like, uh, his steps to manliness or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, like, that's the first thing. Why would you go to that so quickly? It seems like maybe he had something in his head. It was like, ooh, I'm really going to say this. And he started saying it, and it was like, but it's stupid. Oh, yeah. it's stupid. I have to run with it. So he failed from there. I don't know, but he definitely got an F because I thought that what they gave him was simple enough to where he could have said almost anything other than that yeah. and easily like just ran with that and knock it out of the park. Yeah, because yeah, when he first got – when he first got um, – asked to go first some of the crowd was still cheering him and then halfway through it's like they really turned on him and started booing him because yeah he was off topic yeah, and, it was stupid it was yeah because like, oh, they were cheering for him at first just because they loved him and he was saying anything but once they started listening it was like wait this is stupid yeah <laughs> boo boo this man i i will say this was the probably the perfect crowd to do this like uh, contest or challenge with mm-hmm. because they were actually going by the rules that Stryker had said. They were like, oh yeah, don't judge him on a popularity contest. Judge him based on like staying on topic and everything. Mm-hmm. And they actually did it. So mm-hmm. that was really impressive that they actually knew which crowd to like try this. Uh, yeah, because like even with Skip, like he was off topic. So there were some cheers because those were the people that were just like, oh, we like him. Yeah, and yeah. It was like some people were like, wait a minute, this is making sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It was, it's kind of crazy knowing, like, this was, like, the ideal crowd to do it in front of. So, it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So, from there, they um, they kind of, like, get the crowd reaction. And, yeah, everyone else gets, like, pretty much a boo, which I feel, like, based on the rules, technically Tarver <laughs> is, on, <laughs> is on the top two. But I guess from there, they realize, like, oh, yeah, we should have just said, like, oh, if you like them, cheer. If you don't like them, boo. <laughs> but they didn't say that in the beginning. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't like Tarver grab the mic at some point and start to say something at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, like I got, I still went with an F. Yeah, I was, like better late than never, but just no. Yeah, still yeah. That F. Yeah. So from there, they kind of narrow it down between Skip and Barrett because based on the crowd reactions, obviously Barrett still got a louder one, but I think they kind of wanted to do like this sudden round of, uh, I should say, this sudden death round between Skip and Barrett. So from there. They kind of bring him up and they do another round just to determine the winner. And Skip goes first and his is on Bubblegum. So he tries to to stay on topic, but I think he then I think the crowd does turn on him because like he is talking about he is really doing it, but like it's not connecting based on like mm-hmm. his first promo. So the crowd really kind of like laid into him at that point. Yeah, this is what made me feel like it was really like they gave him the topics on the spot. Yeah. Because he could, you could see him struggle. Yeah. With trying to figure out what to say. Like, oh man, I didn't really know that we were in 
fucking do this right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe they didn't even know that they were going to do the second round and just was like, all right, yeah, we're just going to do a cheer after the first round. You guys are done. Mm-hmm. But then it said, psych. Yeah. Gave you another round. See how you're really at this. So, yeah, yeah he, I gave him a um, D plus. Yeah. For trying. Yeah. But he just, he didn't nail it. He didn't nail this one. Yeah. Good for him to like try to stay on topic after a while. Like it, he just was like a dying fish. At that Trying point. to stay on topic is what killed his energy. Because mm-hmm. the first time, the, his first one, he didn't um, he didn't even care about topic. He was like, all right, I know what I'm about to say. It doesn't matter. You can tell me anything. You can give me a topic about lifting weights. I'm still going to say what I'm saying. Yeah. And then the second one, he tried to stay on topic. So you can see like the gears turning in his mind that he couldn't maintain that same energy. Yeah. Because he had to think about what he was going to say. Yeah. And then from there, we have uh, Barrett. And this is his infamous... Uh, winds of change promo because his topic was wind. I'll, <laughs> I'll, we'll go over it and then I'll make sure to like splice it in for this episode because you know, I I can't we can't do it justice. We'll we'll go over it, but I'll, I'll play it in full so everyone hears it. But it was kind of cool because you also kind of saw the gear. You I think if you saw his face, like you saw the gear the gears turning in his head as he was like trying to like start the promo, mm-hmm. and then from there he really kicked it into high gear. You know, Wade Barrett. You will counter with the topic of wind. 30 seconds go. I wonder who's going to win this one. Well, if Skip Sheffield had anything but rocks for brains, perhaps he'd have talked about the actual subject like I'm going to do. Yeah. When you talk about wind, I want to talk about the winds of change that are blowing through the WWE right now. Because Wade Barrett... Wade Barrett is going to be the first ever English WWE Heavyweight Champion. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a fact. That was good. Ladies and gentlemen, is it Skip Sheffield? Or is it Wade Barrett? I gave him an A plus for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was dope. I was like, as soon as they said the word, and I was like, Did you say wind? Yeah, yeah. And I got it. I was like, oh, you better. You have to do it. Yeah, yeah. You have to say something about winds of change. And he did it. I was like, oh, okay, you. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, you know what? He sold his signature and pandered to the home crowd like a G. Yeah, it was like it's pretty much like the per like it's it's kind of hitting that home run when like everything's perfect. Like it's a sunny day. There's like no wind mm-hmm. coincidentally <laughs> of uh, being able to like knock out. The, the ball out of the park it was really well done and you can tell that why he eventually becomes like the leader in the future because mm-hmm. of uh just being the standout on oh the yeah he damn near um like austin 316 that one yeah like he just nailed it and i was like whoa this is pretty cool there yeah. it is that's your signature i feel like that should have been part of his highlight package for like the rest of his career yeah and WWE like every time they keep repackaging just like play that one video yeah yeah it's like if eventually he makes like a return either as a commentator or in ring and then in the future gets inducted in the hall of fame that's literally the you thing. have to put that in yeah, video yeah. package that is so video package worthy yeah so obviously of course then they do another round of uh reactions from the crowd and they boo uh skip and they super cheer for uh barrett definitely yeah so from there they announce him as the winner and oh i I forgot to mention, like, so at the very beginning, uh, I, for some reason in my notes, I, I thought that they had said this last, but they actually did bring it up at the very beginning. So what's cool about this one, but I'll also 
ask you a question after mm-hmm. is uh, they had mentioned that the winner of this challenge would get the prize of being able to stand out from the rest of the pack even more because these last few weeks they've been coming out to of course the music and entrance of their of their pros but then the winner of this challenge would get a customized like theme song mm-hmm. so i was like wow that's that's pretty cool in general so then you have to like really see if it's like an actual prize to me it felt like it was going to be like legit where like they were doing this this uh challenge to really see like who would step up to to actually get this done mm-hmm. but then from what I remember, and I could be wrong, that's why I want to ask you, does this actually ever happen? Because I don't remember Barrett having a song until, like, way in the future with, like, Bad News Barrett. Because, obviously, we go into, like, the Nexus era and the core era, but I don't remember Barrett having, like, a song <laughs> in between that. You know what I mean? So I don't... wasn't whatever the Nexus's theme is theme, but... But that wasn't, like, they never, from what I remember, he, I don't remember him coming out to that on his own while he was still in NXT, you know? So I don't think they actually ever delivered on this prize, is, is what I'm saying. <laughs> it's, like, a really cool prize, and I, I got excited hearing it because I was like, oh, that is pretty cool. But then I was trying to, like, think back, and I forgot to look it up to just see, like, if they actually did it, but... I can't remember a specific theme song. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. when you think of Barrett, you think of, like, the Nexus theme, the core theme, and Bad News Barrett. But I can't think of, like, an actual song that they had done for him for winning this contest. Dude, I could have swore it was just, like, they whatever the song the Nexus ended up using was the song that came from this. But I might just be making this up. Yeah, like, it's it's, uh, the Mandela effect. (laughs) (laughs) So after that, then we get a raw rebound and then we get the SmackDown recap. And this one's relevant because they have uh, Darren Young. They were about to like shave. That's right. They were about to shave Darren Young's hair on uh, on SmackDown. But then he kind of changed his mind. And from there, I think Gallus attacks him. And then uh, Ray Mysterio makes the save. The reason why they were going to shave his head was for two reasons. One, to like finally... uh, for him to accept the straight edge lifestyle and be in the group officially. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, this was during the next pay-per-view where it was going to be punk versus Mysterio. I don't know if it was a hair versus mask match, but I know it was like hair on the line. Yeah. Like punk's hair was on the line, but I forget like if Ray had anything on the line as well, but I don't think so. Cause don't want to, they do do some stuff like this. Like Lucha de Apuestas. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but it's kind of weird because, like, at that point, like, Ray has nothing to lose, you know? <laughs> like, like he's... I guess to keep my mask and you cut your hair, I yeah, guess. Yeah, like, what, what, how is, uh, how is that balance? Because usually one of them does put something on the line and then, or it's either, like, hair versus hair or mask versus mask. But it was kind of weird, like, it was just literally uh, seeing Punk's hair on the line at that point. I don't think it was, dude. Huh. Yeah. They did a good job of... Uh, of recapping this in general to kind of pull it back at the same time between the storyline that they were doing with uh, Young and Punk and also connecting it with the storyline with, with Mysterio at that point. So that was pretty cool. Then we get a backstage promo between uh, Punk and Young. It was pretty much Young just like saying he was sorry that he had changed his minute, uh, changed his mind at the last minute. He said during the chair, while he was sitting in the chair, 
he was like thinking about everything and then that he changed his mind and it was funny because like gallus was like saying like oh darren uh I threw you into that chair like like nothing like a punk. Yeah, and then CM Punk <laughs> looks back at him like, wait, I'm CM Punk. I'm a punk. What do you mean? Yeah, and yeah. he like, kind of shakes his head and goes back to like saying stuff to uh, Darren Young. I watched that little part twice because the first time I kind of watched it, and I was like, wait, did he? And then I rewound yeah. it, and I went back. I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was really good, like uh, – storyline and character development there because yeah like he was like what are you what are you even saying right now he gave him like the the dirtiest look like (laughs) you know if it wasn't for Rey Mysterio last week sticking his nose in my business we would have shaved your head bald yeah Darren I manhandled you last week I threw you into that chair like you were nothing but a punk listen it took guts what you did and I admire that to be in the straight edge society, you have to stand up for what you believe in. Yeah, rookie. Speaking of believing in things, you believe one-on-one that you can defeat Darren? I do. I do. All right, well, let's find out. Darren, if you beat Luke, last week's transgression will be forgiven. Forget all about it. However, if Luke beats you, well, we're going to publicly shave your head. Tonight. Fair enough. <laughs> but uh, Punk still gave uh, Young his props because he was saying, like, you know what? Even though, like, what you did was, like, not what I believe in, like, it took guts for you to stand up to me and, like, the straight-edge society. And then Gallus also interrupts him again and says, like, yeah, rookie. And by then, you can see, like, Punk was, like, already really frustrated with Gallus and then says, okay, um, Young, if you feel confident enough, then uh, do you think – or, sorry, I should say – Oh, Gallus, if uh, if you feel that confident, do you think you can beat Young tonight? And uh, Gallus is like, yeah, of course I can beat like this rookie. And then Punk puts a stipulation saying like, well, if uh, if Young does win tonight, then like he'll forgive everything that had happened on SmackDown mm-hmm. and, and nothing, you know, the truce. There's a truce there. But if Gallus wins, then they actually have to go through with it and actually shave uh, Young's hair. So mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. Like I, I like the stipulations and like I said, like it's doing like a crossover storyline. So I, I think that that was pretty cool that they, that they did that. Then we have the next match is Wade Barrett versus Christian. Mm-hmm. They, um, they kind of played the, the recap of uh, a few weeks ago when Wade had won the all pros match, mm-hmm. kind of just to recap everybody of, of him being the dominant person in that match and also being the only rookie in that match. So I thought it was pretty cool. We yeah, start, that was dope. Yeah. We start off with a couple of uh, exchanges between him and Christian, and Christian land, lands a really nice drop kick. Jericho returns tonight, and all the pros do, because like last week there was like zero pros out there for some reason. Let's just say they were at a pros conference. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. They have those. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> they call it vessel kind, really. <laughs> uh, Jericho is back at yelling at the broadcast team again, which is always hilarious like mm-hmm. just shouting at them about barrett talking making sure that they're talking about barrett barrett does a really nice back body drop here like it looks super like intense and i think it's just like again like his frame and his size that like anything that he does like looks super like extra, mm-hmm. extra effective you know i noticed he was using a lot of backbreakers too mm-hmm. i see you know in my mind he looked like a like a roderick strong extra large yeah yeah so many backbreakers and you know 
really tall. It's hilarious. Yeah. I like that move that uh, Barrett does where, like, he kind of has him in, like, a back body drop position, but then he, like, uses uh, Christian's legs to bounce him off, like, the top ropes, and then there's, like, a back backbreaker at that point. Oh, yeah, yeah, No, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like that sequence of moves, and, of course, like, Christian being the pro, like, he sold it, like, really mm-hmm. well. Even Cole, like, is praising Barrett throughout this match because he's saying that out of all, out of all the rookies in that uh, talk to talk challenge like he's the one that pretty much stayed on topic between both topics and got like over with with the crowd Mm -hmm. josh also does a nice callback when he said that jericho and barrett were working on original moves and based on like that that sequence like it it he says like oh yeah that must be like one of the original moves that like he said he was working with barrett on so Mm -hmm. it's cool like callbacks at that point I have here that we have, I'm going to say it, we have another (laughs) (laughs) K-breaker where uh, Barrett ties Christian against the ropes. It's it's only weird because he ties him against the ropes and then Barrett just kind of runs at him and doesn't have anything that he's going to like set up for. Like he doesn't look like he's going to throw a fist or land a boot. And then Christian just kind of like lowers the ropes and Barrett like falls out of the ring. <laughs> so like I always have to call a K breaker spot on those just because like what was he really gonna go for? You know you what know, I mean? He was just gonna um, maybe his intent was to do that thing that Vader does yeah. in the corner where he just kind of body splashes him and like, but he doesn't jump. Yeah. But I don't really know what that would have did to hurt him because I feel like you both would have just went toppling out the ring. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so maybe, uh, maybe, <laughs> move, maybe he was just going like, to run and give him a kitchen sink knee. Oh, okay. But he wanted to get really close and it was like, oh no, <laughs> he pulled the ropes down. I'm going out. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's all I got, man. It's, just... <laughs> it's, it's like those spots, like whenever like they... A guy who doesn't go to the top rope normally just goes up there and like they kind I'm of going die. up, yeah. And then they don't they don't even try to do like an axe handle smash or anything. Like they just like literally just like dive like nothing. And then of course they get countered. That's my favorite. It's like <laughs> when you uh, <laughs> my favorite is like the um when you jump and you see the dude's foot go up, but you still committed to the move. You oh yeah, to do is yeah. That, like putting your feet down to land or like when they actually do that and they put their feet down to land, it's like, mm, yeah. Why don't you do that all the time, bro? Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> Maybe it's just exhaustion at that point. I love it. Oh, he yeah. was so tired. He didn't see his foot. Yeah. <laughs> then, uh, Christian does his trademark middle rope jump dive to the outside, which always looks good. Mm-hmm. And the crowd really popped for that one. They go to a commercial break. And by that point, uh, Barrett had reversed Christian into a, like a nice, like backbreaker. It was uh looked really cool. He keeps attacking the back like similar to the last match he was in, so I really still like that storytelling of him effectively trying to set up his finisher for the finish. Then we do a quick cut of Tarver and uh Carlito just watching backstage, but it's kind of the same stuff that we had talked about before where like they could have filmed that anytime, anywhere. <laughs> I'm of, sure they did. Yeah. Christian then hits like a nice top top rope bot uh top rope cross body splash with mm-hmm. which looked really good and like i said like both guys are like really really good chemistry just like working with each other and the the chemistry between like 
Christian having that much experience and Barrett just being like, I always forget how smooth Christian is in the ring. Yeah, he was in the ring. It yeah, just was smooth. Christian is as a wrestler. Yeah, he's uh he's always been like one of my favorites ever since like we were kids. And rude, you used to love that. Yeah, yeah. Because like I think it's just because like obviously Gangrel was the leader. And you can see, of course, that Edge was, like, the guy that they wanted to make the, the star. And then Christian was just kind of there. But, like, he was handling his own back then, too. He was dope because his look just looked like he was a creative player. Yeah. He just had, like, Gangrel's top with Edge's bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, but, no, he made it work, man. He, he, he Christian had a good career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then uh, the crowd starts a let's go Barrett chant throughout the match. So mm-hmm. clearly, you know, we're in the UK. If you got to go to hometown. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> so after attacking Kristen in the corner a little bit, uh, Barrett runs into uh, Kristen and he does like that, uh, kind of like that seesaw uh, swing with his legs. I don't know what, what you would call it, where that spot where like he uh, reverses it, but then he kind of puts like his legs out and then like kicks him like right in the face. So from there, he starts calling for the uh, the kill switch, and then Jericho runs in trying to uh, distract the ref. Barrett sneaks up behind him and tries to hit the wasteland, but since uh, the ref is distracted with um, Jericho, Slater actually does what what had happened to him before, where like he pulls Barrett's leg and allows Christian to kind of escape counter and then finally hit the mm-hmm. the kill switch for the victory. Karma. Yeah, it was karma. <laughs> So he won the match at uh, seven forty six, and yeah, like the commentary team does a really good job of kind of telling that story of like, oh, like Slater, I had seen that previously, so like now he's gonna like do the karma switch and make yeah. sure that he uh, learns from that and also like helps out his pro at that point. So I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I like that match. From there, then we have a backstage promo with the Miz and Daniel Bryan. It was kind of weird because they really just cut to it like right away. I don't know if it was just more of like a edit because I doubt this this was film live because for the most part they never do live for like the UK events they mm-hmm. it's always like pre tape so that's why it kind of threw me off because it looked like they had just cut right through it as they were like talking and then Miz is yelling at him because like he was embarrassed by his 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 promo on the on the challenge saying like I love England like that's the the best you'll ever do and then he brings up that. Otunga himself has already been featured like on Access Hollywood. He kind of like makes fun of Brian saying like, you think this face like, you know, pointing at Brian's face is like ever going to be on Access Hollywood. And the irony now is, of course, that like him and Daniel Bryan have been like on a bunch of like reality shows <laughs> compared to that. It's funny because like I'm pretty sure if I watched this at the time, I'd have been like, man, Miz, you're a jerk. But now with all the, you know, retrospect. I look at this and I was like, you know what? You're right. Yeah, yeah. Everything you say is right. And what you're saying is actually quite motivating because Daniel Bryan is a jerk. Yeah. I I ended up looking this uh, up on YouTube just in case it was there. And, like, they did have the Access Hollywood piece. And it was kind of weird because I would think that Otunga would have brought that up in his promo mm-hmm. that, you know, he was just featured on, on Access Hollywood. It's kind of... You know, it was just like a cheesy piece where, like, they kind of, like, recap what he was doing at that point. But I felt bad for him because, like, also the 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 name of the segment that he was in was just called J-Hud Stud. And that was it. So, like, they were trying to, like, capitalize on it. But at the same time, they weren't even, like, really – they were still 
getting her name more over than like Otunga himself, you know? So terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Jay Hud Stud making his WWE debut. And tonight, beginning at nine, Jennifer Hudson's fiance continues his fight to the top as a contestant on the wrestling reality show NXT. But what does Jennifer think of his barely there outfits? Well, I traveled to New York to find out. This is our first image of you and your skibbies. <laughs> it's pretty good there. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. I haven't even seen that yet. Now, do people email Jennifer pictures like this and be like, this is your, your future husband in his, in his skivvies? I don't know if they do or not, <laughs> but yeah, she definitely thinks it's a little strange that everybody sees me walking around in my underwear, basically. <laughs> and at Elton John's Oscar party, Jennifer told me their son's new obsession is their dogs. He thinks he's one of them. He even growls like the dogs. And I'm like, are you growling? We were just on the plane the other day, and he was growling at the broccoli that he was playing with. And he's training hard, so I said, you guys must be training a lot together. I mean, David's a health fanatic, you know, so. So he's a good influence. We're both into it. So it was kind of cool. I, I really like the intensity that The Miz did in this promo where, yeah, you have to uh, just suck up all this energy. And, like, he he was even doing, like, a, a rubbing hand motion on himself. He's like, take my charisma, take mm -hmm. everything and like, t just take it and like put it in yourselves. And like, he's slapping like Brian. So I thought it was pretty cool. He's like a really good, he's actually a, a good coach in that sense. If he wasn't a heel, he would actually be a really good coach motivating people. Yeah. Like when he was saying what he was saying, I'm like, dude, this is actually pretty motivating. Yeah. Tells him like, yeah, just take my charisma and like be a star, finally be a star. And I was like, so this is where they came out with the campaign at that point. Mm -hmm. Like Miz was like being a star before anyone else. That so. should have just been trademarking everything he was saying. Yeah. <laughs> so from there we get a commercial break. And then during the entrances, we have uh, Daniel Bryan versus William Regal. It's kind of cool. They bring up that Daniel Bryan is 0-7 now. So they're still continuing that story. It was, uh, I forgot about like Regal having the King of the Ring run during this point, during, mm. during his, his entrance. And then they kind of go over the story that we talked about previously, where they go over the, the trunk, the color of uh, Daniel Bryan's trunks. Yep. So they finally mention like the story that we did. Josh was pretty funny here. He's like, because Cole starts like talking over him like every, every second. And then he, he uh, does a comment saying like, oh, uh, what are you like the Joey Styles now? Like you're just going to call the whole match by yourself. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. Then of course the crowd starts doing the, the Regal chants and mm -hmm. uh, they do like a really nice, like technical, like wrist. He does like Brian does like that, that spot where like they do the technical wrist lock and he kind of like escapes out of it. Mm -hmm. So I, I thought that looked really oh, good. Oh man, dude, that whole match was golden. Like mm -hmm. it was short, man. Like what Regal hit, uh, Regal hit Brian, I think, with the, the dragon suplex. Mm -hmm. Real smooth. Um, he, 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 this is during that time where he was doing the power of the punch. He gave him one of them punches really smooth. Yeah. You know, Brian was getting his offense in pretty smooth. Um, you know, and then at the end, uh, Regal hit him with a, a, a knee trembler. I think that was his finisher oh, okay. at the time. Yeah. But you know what? It really, Brian was taking it to him. For a lot of this match, and then he kind of got him at the end with that knee trembler, and I really think we got robbed out of a match that could have been a potential classic. Yeah. Because it's, you know, uh, Regal had a hand in training him, so it was pretty cool to see that put together, but for it to only have been a minute and 23 mm -hmm. was criminal. Yeah. It's like, I can, 
it, it's kind of a similar issue that we had with like last week's show. Keg Challenge pretty much took almost half the show. Mm. And it was the same thing with this promo. And like, I get that, like, this is the whole concept of the show that they're, they're different from like the regular SmackDown and Raw brands of just being a pure wrestling show. Mm. But at the same time, it's only an hour. I'm, it's even less than an hour with commercial breaks. And then you have to fill in the, um, the challenges for the reality show part of it and also have these matches. And like, I can't remember from the top of my head, like if Brian and Regal do have like a future match outside NXT, but like, I, I think I was on your same boat. It was good for what we had. There's just like a teaser just by this, like it was already solid. Mm. After the match, then the Miz comes out of nowhere and he attacks Regal first. So at that point, I thought like, oh, cool. Like he's actually going to help out his uh, his rookie at that point and finally stand up for him after that match. Mm-hmm. And then he picks up. Oh, I should mention that. Like, yeah, Brian is also bleeding from the mouth. I'm guessing based on like Regal's knee at that point. Mm-hmm. because it, it looked really vicious. It might have been when he punched him. I think oh, okay. he, he kind of clocked him right there. Yeah. Miz picks up Daniel Bryan, and it looks like he's picking him up out of, like, respect. And then, of course, he hits the uh, skull-crushing finale at mm. that point and uh, just leaves Bryan in the ring because he's still just frustrated that he's not paying attention to him and he still hasn't won. So really good storytelling. I, I, really, I really like that. Mm-hmm. From there, we go to commercial, and we get that famous uh, Don't Try This At Home ad. Then we have the main event, which is, of course, Darren Young versus Luke Gallus. The way that they had gone about this, I, I really like just based on the, the storytelling. And then when they go in there, they um, they do a good job of focusing during the entrance of looking at Darren Young's hair just to kind of uh, emphasize the, the stipulation of the match. So that was pretty cool. Then uh, I have here Gallus comes out to his own music as opposed to Punk's uh you know, theme. And to me, this sounded like, like the most generic, like theme song ever. And I could have sworn I had heard this before. So I did look it up because it, it sounded like one of those, like no mercy creator wrestler themes, where it's just like super generic. I'll play it at the outro of this episode. And, uh, apparently, yeah, it used to be a B pay-per-view theme where like they would play it for like St. Say Valentine's Day Massacre. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so they played for that, and I think probably like another B like pay per view at the time. And Gross. and it was also uh, the Big Show's first song. But when he wasn't Big Show, and he was, was just, Paul White. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gross. So that's why I was like, oh, this sounds so generic that I'm pretty sure that they used it before it. And yeah, of course they did. Man, that was kind of like when back in the day in WCW, like there would be like 20 dudes who all had the same theme because they were just kind of like those C C grade jobbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every week on, like, Saturday Night Slam or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, what was it? Uh, Dan Severn actually had the song that he was using that was actually a creator-wrestler song because I think he was the one dude who I made right away in uh, in Warzone. Because like, they had his theme. Yeah, yeah. For the, oh, yeah, that's right. Dan B. Severn. Yeah. So and it was really easy to make them because like they had everything. Well, all you needed was a gray T-shirt, a Magnum <laughs> Ti or yeah, Magnum Ta like mustache, yeah, black hair and like black trunks. Yeah, he's the most generic looking, <laughs> generic dude that you can make, man. Oh my, Dan the Beast ever. And then like his finisher was just a guillotine choke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it'd be cool to like go on like some wrestling video game forums to see like all right, how many people made 
Dan to be seven back in this day. Like, I'm pretty sure you'll get like a bunch of people. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody. You know what? They didn't even have the guillotine choke in that game. They yeah. had DDTs. It was like, oh man, you DDT'd him. It's like, I choked him out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. So at the start of the match, uh, Gallus gets some really good strikes and attacks on Young in the corner. Uh, Young tries to fight back, but Gallus hits him with like a bunch of uppercuts and they look pretty good. Then he uh, hits him with like a high knee in the corner, but Gallus moves out of the way and lands on the on the top turnbuckle. Kind of uh, Gallus kicks him up there pretty much, and then hits like a Razor Ramon like fallaway slam mm-hmm. afterwards, which uh, which looked pretty cool. Then we actually get a um, a backstage a quick backstage shot of Gabriel and Hardy watching the match. And I think this one is probably the best one because they're actually watching the match. Mm-hmm. Where like it's uh, the camera's actually looking in the same direction as uh, as Hardy and Gabriel. So like you can tell that they're actually watching the match live as opposed to just having the TV behind them. Mm-hmm. And it looked like the best one because like it looked like Hardy was actually giving like legit like feedback of like what the match was was uh, what was going on in the match and giving them advice and pointers and stuff like that. So I thought it was pretty cool. Like it was just a quick shot, but. It, production level and storytelling wise, I thought it was pretty cool. Nice. Then uh, Gallus goes for like another fallaway slam, and of course you know what that means. Like when they try to go to the well too often, uh, that one got reversed by Young, and then he uh, he rolls up Gallus like and he puts like his entire body into it and actually gets the pinfall at uh, two minutes and two seconds. So is it's kind of cool. It was believable on like how he actually got the victory based on like catching Gallus off guard and, like, really putting, like, his whole body into uh, the pin. Yeah, you know what? It's hella funny because when I was watching that match, I was just about to get ready to type, man, I'm s- I just really not caring for this match. And then the finish happened, and I was like, hey, that was dope. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, it just totally changed my mind. I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. But, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. And I think this is also the first time that a, a rookie has beat, like, a guy on the main roster that isn't, like, a pro, you know? Because, uh... Yeah. Nice. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, Slater beat Carlito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's like a mm-hmm. pro, yeah. Because then okay. the only other matchup I think that we've had was like... Uh, Kali and Brian. Kali and Brian and Kane and... Uh, Slater. And Slater, yeah. Slater. Slater. <laughs> uh, Slain. Slain. <laughs> uh, post-match, Punk gets in the ring and he still looks like angry. But then uh, it was kind of like a swerve because at that point, then he does raise uh, Young's hand out of respect at that point because he uh, went and, you know, did what he said he was going to go do. And then Gallus is just like left in the ring confused because like Punk does eventually stare him down. Punk from there uh, tells uh, Young to like, you know, follow him and but doesn't like even acknowledge uh, Gallus at that point. So I thought it was pretty cool that uh, he finally got his respect and actually makes me want to like watch the next episode because I'm like, Oh, what's, what's actually going to happen next now that like, it seems like they are getting along and they, are they going to like let go of Gallus? Uh, a sign of like, Oh, you've disappointed me. So like, I'm not even going to acknowledge you right now. So like it, it's, it left it in a way where like it did give me a lot of uh, questions going into the next episode. You know what I mean? No, definitely. So like, uh, just even on that note, uh, that, that, uh, that kind of recap how almost I felt like the whole episode. Yeah. Like, I really liked that match because I thought that... Uh, so, we had, what, three three matches. Yeah. Um, one really long one that was pretty good. And then two matches that I think 
really focused more on storytelling. Yeah. So like they were pretty short, kind of straight to the point. They did what they needed to do. They told some stories. But I, I actually really, I actually really enjoyed this episode. Yeah. So, um, I'll go straight to giving like my grades for sure, the episode. Sure. Uh, commentary wise, I went standard. I, I personally didn't feel like it was anything above the norm, so I gave it just a, a you know, the regular three. They didn't do anything to go below. They didn't go do anything to go beyond. They just got the reasonable fifteen uh, percent tip there. Matches, like I said, they had the one long one and the two short ones. And even though I thought we got robbed out of the Regal and Brian match, mm-hmm. I gave the matches a four just because oh, I like okay. the little stories that were told in the short ones. And then the long one was just like a, a full match to be entertained with if you were in a crowd or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that was a four. Production, nothing above or below out of the ordinary. I went with a three there, even though I really like that uh, recap where they had the guy, like, all the guys coming out looking, looking crazy or whatever. Yeah. And then overall, entertainment was a four. Like, um, I didn't think it was just like your regular episode. I was pretty entertained all the way through. Even on the match that I didn't think that I was going to like, I ended up liking. So that was really that kind of turned me over to hump with that one. I was like, you know, everything I watched was entertaining. Yeah. No, I agree. You, you've even convinced me to kind of change one of my scores at the last minute. It because, happens, man. Yeah. Because yeah. as, as, as we were just talking this last, uh, this last hour or so, and the way you described it, I was like, you know what? Yeah, actually, the matches did kind of uh, deserve a little bit more props than I gave it initially. Right, yeah, because yeah. I, I did the same thing. I went back like, uh, you know what? I did like this. Yeah, this yeah. was really good. Yeah. So, uh, cool. I, I'll go with mine. And, like, yeah, I originally gave the commentary a three just because, same thing, like, they did a good job of uh, telling the story, but, like, it hasn't been the same uh, format because kind of like what we brought up last week, Josh had mentioned that it won't be five weeks until like we actually do the next poll. So I feel in a way it's also working against them now because they're trying to fill fill in the gap between that, that mm-hmm. like it's hard for them to advance and saying like, well, he just lost here. So like uh, that's going to hurt him next week. Like they have to wait <laughs> until like a couple of weeks after. So as much as they're doing their job and it's really well, like I feel like it's hard for them to, to give me a reason to uh, to actually care about like what they're going to do next. But in saying that, based on the last match that we had, I think yeah, they did a good job of telling the story between um, the Straight Edge Society and and Young here. So mm-hmm. yeah, so then yeah, you've convinced me. And before mm-hmm. I was going to give the matches a two, but now I'm going to give it a three, just mm-hmm. because on that same level, like it's because. Initially, I, I had given them two because they were all really just short matches. But now, yeah, kind of thinking back on it, like all the stories and the way these little details were coming out with each match. Now, like, yeah, I, I think it does deserve a three at that point, how well the matches were. And at the same time, just continuing the storytelling, despite like it being hard to say like, oh, anything important is actually going to happen in these next five weeks. So mm-hmm. it, it was pretty good. Production, kind of the same thing. I gave it a three based on, like, that nothing's going to really stand out too much. But from the promos that we had mentioned at the beginning of the show, doing these nice recaps, and also with the the Raw and the SmackDown recaps, they did a good job of telling me, like, why I should care about this uh, young and punk storyline where, like, they gave me a reason. I was like, oh, okay. This is what happened on SmackDown. So, like, it gave me a good idea of why I should care about tonight's main event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
entertainment wise, I, I gave it a three as well, just because, uh, yeah, overall, like the matches, of course, were short, like I mentioned, but all the promo work, the talk to talk promo was hit or miss in some areas. Like mm-hmm. they did a good job of doing something different for, for Barrett anyway. Like he really stood out the most from this and benefited the most from it with the, the stories that they were going with overall. Like I, I thought they were all really well done. So mm-hmm. yeah. So combined, our combined score for this episode is a 3.3. Which, nice. Which, yeah. I have a feeling this one was going to get a pretty high score. Mm-hmm. I think, we helped convince ourselves of like <laughs> actually a better show than we had originally give, give it uh, credit for at that point. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. So, uh, yeah, the next episode, episode nine, I won't say too much about it, but from what I looked up, the main event of that match is going to be uh, Heath Slater versus Jericho. So that in itself like is a match that I do really want to see. I know, right? I'm oddly excited to watch that. Yeah. It's kind of interesting because we are kind of giving you guys like a heads up of like what the next or what's included in the next episode. And they used to do this on the first three episodes where they would tell you like what matches were going to happen next week. But even they stopped like telling us. So like for me, I actually have to do like the research and find out like what the next like matches are. So Uh, but yeah, just seeing that if they had done that and then ended this show with like the way they ended it with like punk and uh and young storyline, I, I would be super interested in watching next week. So, I, I, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, uh, yeah, thanks again for checking out this episode. Um, as always, we have all of our uh, social media links in the uh, bio below. You can also follow us on uh, Girl Canvas Girl, which is our parent company. They uh, kind of, of course, always support the show and help us out with the production and just like just getting everything intact. And then all of our stuff is also available on Podbean and YouTube, where, um, yeah, you can easily catch up with all the latest or all the previous episodes in our archives. So make sure to check those out if you haven't already. And, uh, yeah, just follow us and uh, you'll also get the latest updates on our future episodes and also some bonus content as well when uh, we'll do some, like, reviews on other shows. We'll just do reaction videos based on some of the current uh, product and just, yeah, more exclusives that um, are up there as well. Did you uh, want to do any shout-outs this week? I did. I just found one. Uh-huh. Um, I wanted to give a shout-out to the Stuff of Legend show Ooh, okay. on Instagram. It's a friend of mine, my man Daniel. We used to work together. We used to both teach um, parkour Ooh. to kids. Yeah, yeah. So that was dope. But uh, he has his own, like, podcast, YouTube channel, and, like, Instagram, where he does everything from, like, um, superhero movie reviews. Nice. So, like, fan casting. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you're into that type of stuff, give him a man shout-out. Check his stuff up at the Stuff of Legends show. Look it up. You can't really mess it up, because, you know, once you start looking that up, it'll kind of auto-populate. Ooh, nice. good. Yeah. Dope. Nice. And then, yeah, I'll make sure to include it in the, in the bio below as well. So, cool. And, uh, yeah, thanks again, as always, uh, for checking us out. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Yes.